Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. Well, hey there, hello to you today, and welcome to this episode of The Prayer Podcast. I'm so thankful that you're joining me today. You know, this episode is going to be a little bit of a look at um, an Old Testament passage, a couple of verses, just two verses from the book of Jeremiah that are super encouraging and really great reminders for us that God sees us cares about us as individuals, and that when we pray, we can remember that we're not just part of a sea of humanity coming to God in prayer. We're individual people that he loves so much who are coming to him with our needs, with our requests, with our praises, and with our thanksgiving, and that while he sees us all as the body of Christ, he also loves us individually. He sees you. I guess that would be my word to you today, that God sees you and he cares so very much about you. And I would also like to quickly mention that I am sponsoring a part of a um, kind of an event, an online event, the Vibrant Home Life Summit that is happening uh, actually in the this week and next week. So the very end of October 2023 into early November 2023. And while the event is live, there is a free ticket option. It's just all about Christian life at home. And everything that that encompasses as parents, as, as um, a married couple, as singles, whatever your case may be, I am praying over this event. I'm so blessed to be a sponsor for it. And I'm going to throw a link in the show notes in case you'd like to check out this free event. And of course, you can have a paid ticket, which means you'll have access to it at any point in time in the future, which is a really nice option for those of us who... Uh, maybe don't have time to go through an entire conference in one week, but we'd like to have access to it later. I know for me personally, much of the time I will buy those lifetime tickets to conferences so that I can have that access. And sometimes my access is only a year, but if I can't get it done in a year, eh, I'm probably not going to get it done. So I will drop that link and I hope that you will check that out. All right, now I'm going to read from Jeremiah chapter one, verses four and five. And today I'm reading from the Amplified. Here's what it says. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Okay, while this absolutely is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah specifically, it's totally that. This also is in the word of God so that we can read it. And apply what we learn from it to our own lives. You were not formed in the womb by anything, anyone other than God. God did that. And so I can say to you that before he formed you in the womb, he knew you. He's your creator. He was there when he knit you together in the inmost part of your mother's womb. He approved of you as his chosen one. He he made you, so he approved of you. He's your creator That's a beautiful thing for us to understand. Before you were born, he knew you. Here it says that he had consecrated Jeremiah to himself as his own. Has he called you? Are you in his kingdom? 
then then you can say this is true of you. I was called before I was born. I am consecrated to my God. There's power in knowing that. And I'm going to get to how this relates to prayer, I promise. I have appointed you. Did you know that you're appointed? You may not be a prophet to the nations as Jeremiah was. You're certainly not going to have a photocopy identical call to every other believer on the planet. You have a unique calling on your life. And the first part of that calling is, of course, to know the Son of God, to know the one whom the Father sent to save, redeem, and rescue all who would believe. And we know that he wants all to believe because the Lord's will is that none would perish, but that all would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is your overarching life calling. And there are other things that are going to be assigned to you, if I can put it that way, during the course of your life. At some moments in time, you're going to be, let's, let me just do a comparison here. When my children were little, my oldest was seven when our youngest was born. So we had five kids pretty close together. I was homeschooling and raising my children. I didn't have to wonder, is it part of my calling right now to change the dirty diapers and make the meals and do the baths and make sure that, you know, the the older kids are learning and that nobody is in um, like peril, perilous danger. Yes, of course, that was part of my call. Now that my children are all adults, all of them have graduated from college and are kind of out there doing their own grown up adult things. It's not the same. I'm not called to warm up the bottle and change the diaper anymore. So that assignment is different now. So that's what I mean is that's just an example of what I mean when you may, sometimes we have trouble letting go of a certain part of our life because we think that that's our one calling, but your calling is to believe in Jesus and things within it will change. Uh, People who are in ministry, they may do a variety of things on a daily basis on a weekly basis. That doesn't mean their calling has changed. Somehow we look at it differently, though, if we're not actually in full-time ministry or vocational ministry, you might say. We look at it differently. Maybe we need to look at it kind of the same and just realize that, okay, things are going to shift and change, but that doesn't mean my calling has changed. It means my current assignment looks a little different. And then there are, of course, all of the divine interruptions that daily change our current assignments because God will send people into our lives for us to minister to. Sometimes we miss that because we're so busy with our to-do list. Pay attention to where the Lord is leading and be okay with it. So, okay, Um, I really think that the Lord wants you to know from these verses that if he was careful enough to be attentive as he formed you in your mother's womb, If he knew all about what Jeremiah would do with his life, then he knows this about you too. So if you ever feel forgotten, you're not. You're not forgotten. If you feel like maybe you have a deep, meaningful purpose, and then boom, the next week, you feel like you have no deep, meaningful purpose. I want to tell you that you're not alone. You're completely normal. Everybody goes through that if they're being honest. If they're not being honest, then, um, you know, they'll tell you, oh, I've never experienced that. And maybe there are some who haven't, but I think all of us have experienced that up and down. It's a part of life. And you have an enemy who really doesn't want you to know how much God loves you. He really doesn't want you to know that. Today, as I pray for you, my main prayer really is that you will know this calling. And so what this has to do with prayer is I'm going to pray this over you. I want to encourage you to pray it over yourself. And I have some verses that I'll list in the show notes that are kind of homework to back this up, uh, Jeremiah 9, 24, Philippians 3, 10, 
Isaiah 43, 10 and 11, 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, and John 17, 3. I will list those in the show notes. Those are verses that support the truth that you are loved and seen um, outside of maybe what your emotions or the enemy might be telling you. Because the devil wants to tell you you're not seen, you're not loved, that you've been forgotten. And your emotions sometimes want to tell you the same. Feelings are fickle. And uh, as Jeremiah himself said, the heart is deceitful above all things. And so we don't just trust our heart and follow our heart. We need to trust the word of God. And what the word of God says about you in this passage is that you were formed with love and care and intention. You are not forgotten. You will never be abandoned. You are so so dearly loved. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. That's you, my friend. That's how much he loves you. So I'm going to pray for you. And I want to encourage you to continue to pray this over yourself as often as you need to. Don't copy me verbatim. Pray your own heartfelt prayer to the Lord. But you can base it on these verses. Uh, just as like praying to God, agreeing with him and asking him also to show you and change in you whatever part of you doesn't understand that what God says about you is actually who you are. That what his word says about his love and care for you is the truest thing. The truest thing. You can ask him to change in you what needs to be changed so that you come into total agreement with what his word says. So, Father, today I lift before you the one listening, and I pray that they would have a word from you, that they would open their Bible, uh, whether it's this afternoon, listening to the Bible app tomorrow morning in their quiet time, and that they would hear the word of the Lord to them, that you would speak to them through your word, Lord, that as they come to you boldly praying for this thing that feels very sensitive and very personal, that they would lay it before you uh, as a fragrant offering, may their prayers be, and may you just respond and answer and just flow over them with your great love. Before you formed them in the womb, Lord, you knew them. They are approved. The fact that they're living on this planet means that you approve of them as a person that you created. May they find their calling in you, the overarching calling to know your son as their Lord and Savior. And then within that, to have these bits and pieces of assignments and tasks that that weave a beautiful tapestry of our life as we continue to follow you. And for any that feel like they're not approved, Lord, I would challenge them to really spend time and pray and ask you if they're not approved of or if their actions and their sin is not approved of. You're a holy God and no sin can be in your presence. So Lord, show them what they need to repent of and by the power of your Holy Spirit, deliver them and keep them delivered, but help them to differentiate between being loved by God and you not being able to approve their sin because you can't because you're holy. Remind us of your holiness. Sometimes we take it for granted, but as we see all throughout the Old and New Testaments, when someone encounters your holy presence, they fall down as if they're dead. You are so holy. If we could get a glimpse of it, how would our lives change? Would you bring that realization into their lives and then remind them on the next level and the next level? And by that, I mean, help them to go from grace to grace and strength to strength to level up and level up and level up day by day. Remind them that even though that's how holy you are, you love them so much. And as Hebrews 4 says, you invite them into your throne room of grace, your holiness, 
puts people on their faces as if they're dead, and yet you invite us in. You call it your throne room of grace. May we, when we know both and understand both, you're so gracious and you're so holy. May we more and more know your grace and may we more and more know your holiness, Lord. Show them what they are appointed for at this moment in time, at this season in their life. Bless them, bless them, bless them. And thank you for each one who has listened today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for the privilege and the blessing of praying for you. And I'm going to continue to pray for you. As always, if you have any prayer requests, you can always reach out to me um, via my email, which is my name, J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T at Outlook.com. Or my website, also my name, Jan, middle initial L, last name Bert, J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T dot com. And there's a little text box option that will pop up. And I had mentioned before that some of the script, once you click on it, is like a, a representative will get back to you shortly. Still haven't figured out how to change that script. Uh, need to put in submit another ticket to get help with that through my website builder. It's a CRM, so it's not like just a website website. So I'm working on that, but no, no representative is going to call you. I promise. I will just pray over your requests and I will let you know when I have prayed over them. So you will hear back from me personally, but there's nobody else. (laughs) There's no representative at janalbert.com. So just wanted to let you know, I would be blessed, honored, privileged to pray for you and to stand with you. Have a wonderful, blessed day, and I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Prayer Podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.